Here is the closing update for Tuesday, March 28. Major U.S. stock indexes ended slightly lower Tuesday as a renewed focus on the future path of interest rates and the broader economy hurt tech stocks even as attention shifted away from the travails of the banking sector. Until this week, tech stocks had been a relative bright spot in a market overshadowed by a run of bank failures. However, now that government regulators and big banks appear to have prevented a systemic meltdown thanks to a series of rescue packages and forced acquisitions, tech stocks and other more interest rate sensitive parts of the market may be struggling again. Shares of market heavyweights Apple, Google parent Alphabet, Amazon, Facebook parent Meta, Microsoft, and computer chip designer NVIDIA were all lower Tuesday. One challenge for growth-oriented stocks is that their returns are less appealing now that treasuries and money market funds offer relatively high yields for less risk. For example, investors can now earn a yield of more than 4% from two-year treasuries. And the Federal Reserve still appears determined to raise interest rates again. As things stand now, the Fed's dot plot forecast for rates suggests it could enact another quarter-point interest rate increase, perhaps at its May meeting, and then keep rates unchanged for the rest of the year. Given the recent developments in the financial markets, the Fed is running a high risk of driving the economy into recession in its quest to bring inflation down, says Kathy Jones, chief fixed income strategist at the Schwab Center for Financial Research. Inflation is already set to keep falling based on trends in housing. Home prices have now fallen for seven straight months and the issues facing the banking sector. So far, the market doesn't seem to share the Fed's outlook. Futures trading indicates not just one, but several possible rate cuts before the end of the year, according to the CME FedWatch tool. That includes an 11% chance the target range could drop below 4% from the current 4.75% to 5%. We believe the peak in long-term rates has already been reached, and that the Fed will likely need to cut rates later this year, Kathy says. Of course, a reversal in the Fed's interest rate plans would be a potentially negative signal for the economy, which could mean a difficult environment ahead for stocks. Here's how the major indexes performed Tuesday. The S&P 500 index was down 6.26 points, or 0.16%, at 3,971.27. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 37.83 points, or 0.12%, at 32,394.25. And the NASDAQ Composite was down 52.76 points, or 0.45%, at 11,716.08. The 10-year Treasury yield was up around two basis points, at 3.556%. And SIBO's volatility index was down 40 basis points, or 1.99%, at 20.19. Kathy says that small and medium-sized lenders could still pose a risk to the economy, even if the overall banking sector stays stable. Banks will face pressure to tighten lending standards and hold liquidity in the face of deposit outflows to higher-yielding money market funds and treasury securities, even as they deal with unrealized losses from long-term bonds that shed value as interest rates rose, she said. 
One area of particular concern is commercial real estate, Kathy says. About 70% of loans for commercial real estate are made by small and medium-sized banks. Excess supplies of office space in many areas and tightening lending standards create risks of defaults or write-downs in the sector. About 40% of other business and industrial loans are written by small and medium-sized banks, she adds. If lending standards continue to tighten, it's likely to affect investment and hiring. Investors hoping for clues about whether the Fed might come around to the market's view on interest rates will have several opportunities to hear from central bank officials this week. Vice Chair for Supervision Michael S. Barr is due to give a speech Wednesday morning, and then Governor Lisa D. Cook and Governor Christopher J. Waller will speak Friday afternoon and evening, respectively. Data released Tuesday showed consumers seem to be taking the recent banking issues in stride, with the Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Index unexpectedly rising to 104.2 in March from 103.4 in February. However, the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller National Home Price Index, which measures single-family home prices across the country, fell a seasonally adjusted 0.2% in January compared with December. Other data highlights this week include the final government read on fourth quarter gross domestic product, or GDP, due early Thursday, then February personal consumption expenditure, or PCE prices, and the Chicago Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, on Friday. PCE prices are the Fed's preferred inflation gauge. An unexpectedly high number could dampen some of the expectations for a possible rate cut. PCE and core PCE, which excludes volatile food and energy prices, both rose 0.6% in January from the month before. Analysts expect a 0.5% rise in PCE and a 0.4% increase in core PCE for February, according to Trading Economics. Core PCE is seen rising 4.7% in February from a year earlier, unchanged from January's release. The Fed targets 2%, but doesn't expect inflation to return to that level until 2025. 